What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. We've got daily articles, opinion, analysis up there on the website. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, ladies and gentlemen, let me know in the chat. Is this a trap game or not? Do you think that the Cowboys versus Eagles game is a trap game or not? We touched on this briefly last night, but now it's close. You know, the game is the day after tomorrow. Should be a fun one. Do you think that facing the Eagles without their starting quarterback is still a game that could be lost? Or do you think that the Eagles are actually not a trap game because they are damn good? Let me know in the chat. Gary says, no, it is not a trap game. But Jerry puts a interesting twist on it. He says, because it's irrelevant. Due to losing last week. That's an interesting point. Uh, Gregory says that it isn't a trap game. Charlie Evans says no, absolutely not, says Bruce. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I wanna I, I want a little bit more uh, explanation here because I'm seeing an overwhelming amount of, of no's in the chat. Told you so also goes with no. <laughs> Samuel Rose says that he's naming his next kid Mo. <laughs> I appreciate it, I guess. <laughs> Shout out Samuel. All kidding aside. But do you mean that it isn't a trap game because the Eagles are very good to be considered a trap game, even with a backup quarterback, or because you're confident in getting the win as the Cowboys? Let me know. Told you so toxic says something that I tend to agree with. He says there is no such thing as a trap game in the NFL. The difference between a good and bad team is not as large as people seem to think. And that is exactly why, you know, you see these betting spreads be minus seven at most, most of the time. Like there needs to be a major difference between two teams in, in order for it to go over a touchdown, the betting spread. So I agree with Toxic first and foremost. My answer, it is not a trap game because I think that the Eagles are still very good. And that actually kind of scary, even without Jalen Hurts. But we'll get into the three battles to beat the Eagles here really quickly. And to me, number one starts with the offensive tackles. Tyron Smith will be challenged in this game. And honestly, Tyler Smith will be challenged as well. Let me show you this stat really quickly. And I didn't have a lot of time to put together graphics tonight. So I'm sorry for the lack of, of graphics on the show. But hey. The Philadelphia Eagles have a couple of pretty damn good pass rushers. I'm talking about Hassan Reddick, who has 54 pressures for the season and one of the best pass rush grades by Pro Football Focus. And then you've got Josh Sweat, who closely follows with 41 pressures himself. But this is where it gets interesting. Brandon Graham, part of the rotation, also has 37 QB pressures. Fletcher Cox has a high number of pressures. The same for Javon Hargrave. And maybe players like Jordan Davis do not have that big of a 
pressure number, but that's because that's not Jordan Davis's job. He is, and he has been huge for the Eagles defense versus a run by just occupying space up front. But if we forget about the defensive tackles for a moment here, I think this is an area in that could shape the way that the Cowboys approach this game. Because, and, and we'll get into that as well, but the Eagles have struggled a little bit versus the run. However, they're the second best defense in the NFL right now versus the pass. That actually is very relevant when you consider the fact that they have had to endure some changes on their secondary, including the loss of Chauncey Gardner, Johnson, and everything. The, the Eagles have had a lot of depth, and they've, showed it. They, they've shown it so far this season. But having those two edge rushers go up against the Cowboys' two starting tackles is somewhat of a concern. And I would like the Cowboys to come out aggressive and try to get ahead in the scoreboard as always because I do think that the Cowboys' passing game can be a little bit more aggressive, especially in early downs. But also, I'm not entirely sure that I want to see Dak Prescott drop back 40 times in this game if it means having those two starting tackles go up against Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick. Because Tyler Smith has looked pretty, pretty well this season, but there's no denying that every complaint that we might have about Tyler Smith might come in the pass pro. At least generally, that has been the issue with number 73. He's gotten away with a lot of stuff, but when he gets isolated one-on-one -on -one in space, he can get beat pretty often. And that is a concern, of course. But I do think that the Cowboys have seen enough from him to for, for him to play at left tackle. Now, on the other side, Tyron Smith himself talked about having to improve a little bit in technique. And I think that when you look back at that game versus the Jaguars, you see that Tyron Smith with Zach Martin to his left, they were generating some movement in the run game. And it was actually pretty impressive to watch Tyron Smith in his first game back in the run game. Pass pro still had a lot to clean up or maybe get back into a rhythm or not even get back, get into a rhythm on the right side for the first time since 2011. I'm somewhat concerned about that matchup. That is the number one battle that I would say the Cowboys must win in order to beat the Eagles. And I think that it will actually even impact how the Cowboys approach this football game because you might want to lean on the run game a little bit. And that would take us to number two. And here's where I ask you. Do you want the Cowboys or do you think the Cowboys should focus on pounding the rock or raving the Eagles secondary. In other words, what do you want to see the Cowboys lean on on Saturday when they face the Eagles? Do you want them to lean on the passing attack, perhaps knowingly or knowing that the Eagles do not have their own quarterback and maybe you want to see them come out aggressive because of that? Or do you want them to focus on running the ball, old school, smash mouth football? Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. And later, we'll get into the final battle that the Cowboys need to win. And as always, we will get into betting the Cowboys and the game prediction as we do every Thursday. Let's see some of your comments here. Uh, Russell says half and half, but more on the running. Katharina wants them to pass the football, run the ball for Charlene Evans. Nicholas is pounding the rock 
with three wide receiver bunch formations make the defensive backs tackle Elliott. I love this. And Nicholas, that's actually kind of spot on with what I'm going to say in a moment here. But more comments here. Toxic says, run the game and attack the edges specifically. Gregory says, run, baby, run. Run the ball for Charlene. Uh, Gilbert says, both run and pass. People are leaning towards running game as a unit in the comments, both on Facebook and on YouTube. That is a majority answer so far. Undeniably, they have to go with, you know, they have to lean on the running game a lot on this one. Just based on simple logic, the Eagles have the second best defense against the past. They're all the way down to 20th versus the run. This isn't exactly because the Eagles are not showing gap integrity or because they're missing tackles. I don't think that is the case. They're just honestly challenging opposing offenses to run the football because they're playing with those two high safeties. They don't want them to insert into the run a lot of the time, or maybe they are trusting the safeties to insert into the run, and then maybe they don't do a perfect job at it. And they're playing with light boxes. They're not loading the box, and their safeties are not doing enough of a good job to make up for that. So if I'm the Cowboys, yes, I want to run the football because I want to challenge those safeties. I want to challenge those defensive backs as somebody mentioned in the comments here just now. But I don't want the Cowboys to invite everybody into the box. And I love 12 personnel and I want the Cowboys to keep using 12 personnel moving forward. I'm not sure if this is the matchup you want to do that in. And I'm very, very excited and intrigued to see how Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore approach this entire game. But I think that is one of the decisions that will shape the football game on Saturday. Will the Cowboys want to, you know, play those condensed formations, maybe 12 personnel to invite everybody into the box? Or do they trust Dak Prescott enough and the passing attack to maybe spread the defense out challenge the Eagles to have those two high safeties and then start pounding the rock and taking those underneath gains over and over again, being patient, taking care of the football, not wanting to fall into a trap of this is, I don't know if this is still the case. I actually should check that out. But for a long time this season, these two teams were the leaders in turnover differential across the NFL, or at least in takeaways they were. Yep, still true. The Eagles have plus 12 in their takeaway giveaway differential, and the Cowboys are at plus 9. If you measure total takeaways alone, then the Cowboys are first and the Eagles are second. You know, that would make sense because of the interceptions the Cowboys are, you know, one of the the league leaders in interceptions with 14 total, that would be including, of course, Cooper Rush's interceptions. But this is also about taking care of the football. So it is a tough balance. Do you spread everybody out and start running the football? Or maybe do you invite everybody into the box and run the football? But also, I think to be successful in that area, you would also have to challenge the Eagles secondary by throwing it deep out of those condensed 12 personnel formations, something that the Cowboys have done a lot this season with the play action and early downs, taking those early bombs. 
really intrigued to see how that keep firing mentality that we talked about earlier in the week works out on this game. Toxic says, I just want our coaching staff to be better at situational football. And what do we define? And, and, and let's have this conversation because I'm conflicted a little bit here. I want them to be better at, at, at situational football, by the way. I have gone back and forth on the third and 10, throwing the football situation. But also I want to maybe, you know, kind of acknowledge that Dallas is top five in third down conversion rate this season. That to me is situational football. They have gotten better in the red zone. Let me see how that looks like though right now because I have not checked the stats recently. They're second best team in the red zone. So here's... Not, not to say that the Cowboys are perfect in situational football, but I do want to credit them for being among the league leaders, top five, both in third down conversion rate, and they're the second best team in red zone conversion rate. That matters. Definitely matters. But I agree with Toxic, though, that there are a lot of things situationally that you don't like about Dallas, and that is super fair, of course. Guess who's number one in the red zone, by the way? The Eagles. So you're getting... This is a fantastic matchup in that sense. And I, it sucks that Jalen Hurts is not going to play. Let's admit it. You know, first and foremost, not a whole lot is at stake. So it's not like the Cowboys are playing for the division. I've seen a lot of questions on that, on that front, by the way, on social media. Does Jalen Hurts' injury mean that the Cowboys have a shot at winning the NFC East? Heck no. It never meant that. The Eagles are probably resting Jalen Hurts in the first place because they know that they can at this stage. One win gets them in, and other scenarios also get them in. So I would like to, you know, nip that narrative in the bud right now because I don't think that is at stake here. I don't think the NFC East is at stake here over the next three weeks for the Cowboys. Having said that, it does suck a lot that Hurts is not going to play because this felt more like a measuring stick kind of game. You know, the Cowboys and, and the Eagles, both with their starting quarterbacks as opposed to what happened earlier in the season. Would have loved to see this game with, with Hurts in it. And you would have gotten the number one red zone offense in the league and the second best offense, red zone offense in the league. And that would be a fantastic matchup also with two of the best offenses in third down. And in fourth down. Let's see here. Uh, Dimitri says, I'm telling you, if we just found the ball literally like all day, specifically on first and second down, then we will beat the Eagles. If we just found the ball, then we will beat the, the Eagles and we will beat them pretty good because look at how every time. Oh, I think, I think Dimitri, correct me if I'm wrong. You meant to say if they run the football, the, the, Cowboys, the, the Cowboys are going to win it. Rita says they need to play complementary football. The offense can put defense in situations that adds additional pressure. The offense play calling must be smart. And that is a good point because the Cowboys defense did give up some points. Like uh, the defense did not really allow 40 points. One of them was a pick six, obviously. And then you also versus the Jaguars. And then you also had a short field for the Jaguars. Not going to work out that way. Let's see what happens. I would 
say that the Cowboys need to lean on the running game, but also out of some spread out formations in order to invite the Eagles to do their too high safety thing and maybe exploit that uh, those light boxes that they give you. That would be pretty cool if the Cowboys can get it. And I think it would go a long way for a Cowboys win. Now, speaking of safeties, the number three and final battle that I would like the Cowboys to win versus the Eagles. So just to recap really quickly, the offensive tackles must survive the premium edge rushers that the Eagles have. And then number two, lean on that run game and try to beat those light boxes as best as you can. And then number three, to me, you still have to survive the deep shots. Let's talk about the Eagles offense here really quickly. They're still a scary team, even without Jalen Hurts, because they've got one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, one of the best running backs in the NFL, because Miles Sanders has been number one for football outsiders in a stat that is essentially yards over replacement. He's number one, and he's number one in DVOA as well. So we're talking about one of the most efficient running backs in the NFL. And then on top of that, you also know that the Eagles like to take those deep shots along the sidelines to Devontae Smith and to A.J. Brown, one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL. However, Hertz is not around for this team. And that means several things. Because since Hertz is such a dual threat quarterback, he has such a special talent, you know that he also impacts the running game. Because suddenly, Miles Sanders can be a very efficient running back, but the Eagles are not playing the plus one game anymore. I don't think that we'll see a lot of Gardner, Minshew, read option kind of offense. I think that the Eagles will let him manage the game, be a game manager. I don't think that we'll see a lot of the crazy stuff that the Eagles like to do with Jalen Hurts. Obviously, because Gardner Minshew is a very different quarterback than Jalen Hurts is, starting from the fact that he is consistently good. Hertz has been under this offense. Now, and, and, and by under this offense, I don't mean to repeat what Micah Parsons said because I think that Jalen Hurts does uh, bring more to the table than just, you know, being a system quarterback. And also, I don't mean to say that Micah Parsons said that. I think that was taken a little bit out of context. I just want to make it very clear. I'm not disrespecting Jalen Hurts before I'm canceled here on the show. But having said all of that, uh, Minchu is not that guy. However, he does take a lot of deep shots. And when he's been around, when, when he gets to play football, he's, he doesn't shy away from those deep shots. And when you look how many big-time throws he has compared to turnover-worthy throws, one thing is clear. He can actually sling that football. And that is a problem when you don't know who's your starting outside cornerback opposite of Trevon Diggs. And now all of a sudden, it's kind of the same conversation that we had about the Eagles defense, but flipped around. The Cowboys like to load the box. And versus a team that runs the football as well as the Eagles, especially without your Mike linebacker available in Leighton Van Der Esch, do you want to load the box? and try to handle that running game as best as you, as you can? Or do you want to help out your corners with safety help on both sides? Because you know that Minchu likes to throw those deep shots. 
I would probably lean towards focus on stopping the run game and make Gardner Minshew beat you. But let's not act surprised if Gardner Minshew does connect in several of those deep shots on Saturday. I think it will be once more a huge challenge for Kelvin Joseph or Nashawn Wright or whoever it is that starts at outside corner. Nicholas says, Kelvin Joseph is a liability on the outside. Get him out of there. He is a concern, major concern, probably top one if you if you were to list the, the concerns that we have out here, which says a lot about Anthony Brown. And we talked about this for a long time. We've talked about Anthony Brown being underrated by the fan base. The thing is, Nicholas, it's not about getting Kelvin Joseph out of there. It's about who you're getting in there. Because you're not guaranteed a better choice. I've talked about this philosophy before on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I've talked about my one of my principles when covering the NFL. Whenever you say, oh, it cannot be worse than fill in the blank, usually it is worse. <clears throat> so you talk about it can't be worse than Kelvin Joseph. We said the exact same thing about Anthony Brown not that long ago. And I used that principle back then. I said, hey, that's not how it works. That's Usually it can be worse. And I think that's kind of a an effect to the fact that being average in the NFL is already complicated enough. So if you're average, that's a positive. You need average players on your lineup or average to decent, however you want to call them. Uh, shout out to Tommy915. Thank you for joining the show. I see you in the chat. Let's see here. Um, had a comment that I wanted to get to. Oh, Toxic says, man, called Kelvin Joseph the day that we drafted him. Hated that pick so, so much, says uh, Toxic. I actually liked the pick when it happened. I wanted the Cowboys to draft Kelvin Joseph. and I understood why they took him over as Santa Samuel Jr., based on, you know, just the fact that Kelvin Joseph projected as that outside guy that the Cowboys wanted. But that has not turned out the Cowboys' way or the way that we hoped. Thought that Kelvin Joseph was going to be good, good for Dallas. Because it seemed, or, you know, here's the thing. If he wasn't good, I expected him to, I expected it to be because of the field issues. Now, I'm not talking about what happened earlier this year. I'm talking about those reports that maybe he had some issues with the coaching staffs and, you know, discipline and work ethic, as Toxic says. The fact that he was kicked off of two college programs, no way in hell. That was the part that concerned me. Right now, the, the thing that concerns me is that Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown might kill the guy on a double move on Saturday. That's what concerns me. Anyways, uh, Edward says, Mo, why doesn't Dak Prescott run with the ball? I've always said that I would like to see more design runs by the Cowboys offense. I think that that is such a wasted strength on this team, especially in goal line situations or third and short situations. The Cowboys have actually used some read option stuff on 
on third and short situations, they will use the read option, but Dak rarely keeps it. I don't know if that is by design or if that is Dak's own decision making, but I would like to see more QB keepers. And Brian Baldinger had a perfect had a perfect breakdown of an overtime play in which Ezekiel Elliott is tackled for a loss. Go check that play out when you have the chance. The defense event does not read a, a, a does not read a keeper. And Dak hands the ball off. And essentially, no one is accounting for the defense event because he is supposed to be the conflict defender. He's supposed to be the guy that you're reading. The, the offense is key. So when defenses are not acting as if the, the QB is a tread and you're running read option plays, that's a problem. I don't know if that is Dak's decision making or if that in those kind of plays or because every once in a while he will keep one and it will be effective. I just, I want to see more. I want to see more Dak Prescott uh, rush attempts because I think he's pretty good in that. Moses, uh, money doesn't make you work harder. It just multiplies what you already are. Yep. Katharina says, I think that he does run the ball. I think that he runs it more than any other QB out there. Says Katharina. Hey, I do like Dak Prescott a lot. I will give though. I, I will. I will leave that title right now, maybe uh, to Justin Fields. To me, just a, you can give that award. The, the best running quarterback out there can go to some one of these three guys. And I'm just saying this because Lamar Jackson is injured. So I'm not going to count Lamar Jackson right now. Man, there are a lot of good running quarterbacks in this league. Never mind. <laughs> I, I cannot leave Lamar Jackson out, can I? You've got Lamar Jackson. You've got Jalen Hurts. You've got... Josh Allen. Josh Allen leads the Buffalo Bills in rushing yards. And we week six is week 16 is being played right now. And Josh Allen still leads his team in rushing yards. Because when we were in October in September, I thought, meh, like this will change eventually because Josh Allen cannot lead his team in rushing yards. Especially when you've got Devin Singletary, they drafted James Cook. <laughs> they trade for Nehem Hines. Believe it or not, Josh Allen still leads the team in rushing yards. Uh, Justin Fields, though, right now, to me, is the most electric player in football running the ball. And I'm super excited. And I wrote about this today on ADCSports.com. The fact that Josh Allen and Justin Fields will have a running quarterback showdown on, on Saturday. I'm excited about that in itself. I want to see those two guys run in the cold because it will be cold, cold in Chicago. It's going to be one of the coldest games in, in history for those two franchises. But I, I love Justin Fields. He is excited as uh, he is exciting. I want to see the Cowboys do more of that. I I want him to to take care of himself, of course. But I think it's a wasted weapon that the Cowboys could could use a little bit more. Uh, shout out to Gregory. I agree with Gregory uh, in the fact that. You should give Mo a like. <laughs> Shout out to Gregory. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Thank you, by the way. Remember that every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. So every like that you toss in helps the algorithm, you know, spread this show around. But anyways, having said all of that, let's get into the predictions. 
what is the you know what Let, let's actually jump right into the scoreboard here who do you got let me know in the chat i will tell you my score and i will tell you my bet of the week as well let me know your scores on the chat drop them on facebook and or youtube let me know who are you taking for this one before i give you my score and my bet though let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net because the ride of the week is the 2022 Mazda MX-5 RF Grand Touring. And this one starts at $37,865. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, keyless entry, push to start. It's got premium audio, a convertible roof, and rain-sensing wipers. It starts at 26 miles, uh, excuse me, it has a miles per gallon capacity of 26 in the city. That goes up to 35 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the 2022 Mazda MX-5 Miata RF Grand Touring over at FreemanMazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. And remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Go check it out on their website. Who do you got? Cowboys 24, Eagles 17. I think that Pollard has a big game, says Gabriel. 28-17, says Ron. Uh, Gilbert says 24-17, sorry. 27-20, says Charlene. T.Y. Hilton gets a tutty. Ooh, I would love that. I would love T.Y. Hilton getting a touchdown. 24-17, says Gregory. 27-24. Can't fake the funk. Says Toxic. 28-20 Eagles. Don't like what I am seeing with Dallas. Man, if the Cowboys lose this one, and they can. They can because there are a lot of injury concerns for the Cowboys. We've talked about we, we've talked about Banderech, Jonathan Hankins, Anthony Brown. On top of that, these three players on defense are questionable to play. Trayvon Diggs, Durant Armstrong, and Mike Parsons. Those three are questionable. Add to that that Leighton Van Der Esch is already ruled out. And it's not pretty. I have some question marks. I think that it could be definitely a close one. Which is why I'm staying away from the betting spread, by the way. My one bet of the week, I'm taking the over. It's just on the right side of 47, which is a key number when betting sports, when betting football. I'm taking the over 46 and a half. I think both teams put, put points on the board, even the Eagles without Jalen Hurts. And I think that the Cowboys, though, also look good on offense. So give me the over. And as for the score, give me the Cowboys 27 to 20. So just barely covering that total. That's what I think will happen. 27 to 20. I think that the Cowboys will be able to look good on offense, running the football, and they will also look good throwing it. I think that they will challenge the secondary for the Eagles, and I think that they will find some success in there in that area, and that should, should help us feel a lot better about where the Cowboys are right now. To me, this game is about how the offensive tackles protect on the edges when they are isolated one-on-one -on -one versus some of the best pass rushers in this league, how CeeDee Lamb looks against this secondary. But mostly, 
how exactly do the Cowboys plan on running the football on this one? Out of condensed formations, or will they want to spread out the Eagles' defense as much as they can? That's what it is about for me on offense and on defense. Same question, but flip. Are you getting Kelvin Joseph or, or whoever starts outside more help than usual? Are you playing more cover two, maybe more cover four? What are you doing to help out that cornerback if you are at all? We might not get that answer or at least a very clean one because the Cowboys are playing a backup quarterback. But that to me is a story of the game. I wanted to share that because that's what I will be focusing when, when this game takes place on Saturday. Gabriel says you have to get the D-line moving sideline to sideline. Get ready. And we talked about this last night in case you want to check it out. Get ready for a game in which Damon Clark will be tested and he will be tested frequently. Benito says, Mo, I went to Irving, Texas. Ended up at what I think was a Cowboys practice field. Right next door was a Cowboys store and bought me the Trayvon Diggs number seven jersey. 32-28, Cowboys. There you go. Shout out to Benito. That's amazing. Uh, that Trayvon Diggs <laughs> jersey is definitely one that a lot of Cowboys fans want. Anyways, before we get out of here, big question from Toxic Tom. He says, Mo, what is your favorite Christmas song? <laughs> My favorite Christmas song. I gotta go. I gotta go with the with the classic. The GOAT. The old timer. Frank Sinatra. Singing Happy Yourself and Merry Little Christmas. That's the only one. Oh, Toxic says that the correct answer is none because Christmas music blows. That is the single most toxic thing you have ever said in this show, Toxic. That is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. Holly says, damn, I missed the whole show. We're just getting started with the Christmas topics, Holly. So stick around. Nah, I'm just kidding. Guys, que pienso en ti, dice King Element. I even started talking Spanish. Cada vez que pienso en ti by Alvarez. Says King Element. Man, I love Christmas music. I love Christmas music. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, Christmas, holidays, whatever you, you do around these days. Hope that you enjoy your family. Enjoy your, your, your friends. Get as much dinner as possible. Hope that you guys have a good time. And hey, I know it's hard and it will be hard for me as well. But if things go south on Saturday night, don't let it ruin your weekend. <laughs> don't let it ruin your weekend if you if you are going to be around your, your loved ones and all of that. Thank you for your comments. I really do appreciate them a lot. Thank you. I hope that you guys enjoy your weekend. I will be back on Sunday. I will, I will be here on Sunday. I will take most of the morning off and the afternoon off. I will not write that much. But when it's time to do prime time, I will be around. So get ready for that. Now, let's talk about the Cowboys-Eagles game. Sunday at 8 p.m. Central. Let's call it a date. Let's call it a Christmas date if you want. Or a holidays date. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Felices fiestas a todos. Y nos vemos el domingo. Bye-bye.